1: and I'll be gone, gone, tonight.
0: The Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations. Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, joined by my better half, Boris.
1: Wow, better half. No, I'm the... not better half.
2: Our show is available live on your radio through the app called The Cure or our website amyspurpose.com. We're broadcasting live from Miami via satellite and also live on Podbean. This show deals with suffering and the tenacity of the human spirit, the will to survive, and the courage to keep moving forward despite any obstacle with the help of God and each other. We do provide testimonials to let people know that they are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me, having been a survivor from child abuse well into young adulthood. We also have professionals in the medical field and inspirational speakers that are willing to help and give valuable information because... Awareness is vital, transparency is needed, and I believe we all suffer from something. As for me, my healing came from God, but other forms of healing are presented as well to service everyone. Life can be very challenging, but always know that there is someone who cares. That was the story of my life by One Direction. We all have different stories, different experiences, some of which we can't explain. We suffer different things. And which will be the words that will be written on our stone when we are gone? Do miracles really exist? Do we take life for granted? Is suffering necessary? And can pain produce great purpose? November is National Epilepsy Awareness Month. Epilepsy is a progressive, potentially deadly disease and one of the most common brain disorders worldwide, affecting more than 65 million people. Epilepsy can be derived from a genetic disorder, head injuries, and infantile spasms, which in itself is catastrophic as it sets in within the first 12 months of of life. Christy Grease is a mother that experienced these fears all too well, being that she's the mother of one of these miracle babies who had survived infantile spasms and resistant to medication epilepsy in her first years of life. Her mother never gave up on hope and became the CEO and visionary founder of Mickey's Miracles, which is a foundation that promotes Epilepsy Awareness. Christy dreams of a day that there are no barriers to care for children suffering from pediatric epilepsy. Christy, thank you for being on the show. We are now it's live my on pleasure, the care. Amy. <laughs>
0: thank you for having me.
2: Thank you. Christy, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what epilepsy is and how it's diagnosed?
0: Yes. Uh, epilepsy can be ap- absolutely catastrophic. It is um, when there is um, a, a disruption of the brain waves of a child or an adult. Um, it's most common in children and um, in the older population. Um, it actually affects more people than autism, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, and cerebral palsy combined. Wow. Um, it's, so, yeah, it's very common. Uh, one in 26 people will have epilepsy in their lifetime. Um, and sadly, more people die of epilepsy than even breast cancer in our country or, or gun violence. Um, but unfortunately, it's highly stigmatized um, from way back into the, the time of, in the Bible, if you read, um, people who have epilepsy were considered possessed by the devil. Wow. So we have a lot of stigma around epilepsy, and sadly, even though it affects so many people in our country and our world, um, people who have epilepsy are very scared to talk about it um, because there's deep-seated uh, stigma, and um, unfortunately, discrimination can happen in the workplace, and people really aren't comfortable seeing somebody seizing uh, in you know, broad daylight, and so it's scary to them. And, and that's what I'm determined to, um, to bring light to so that we can have conversations about epilepsy like we're having today. Um, but yes, it's uh, six out of, of 10 people who have epilepsy, they don't know the cause of it. Um, as you said, 65 million people live with it, but unfortunately, a third of those people living with epilepsy have uncontrolled seizures. So they're, they've become seizure resistant and there's no treatment available for them. So that's the area that we really need to to focus on and bring light to epilepsy so that we can raise research dollars um, to find cures.
2: Nice. I mean, and and who would know better than somebody who lived it herself? Because, I mean, I saw your little girl on the Internet, and she's a beautiful little girl that is so talented. Can you tell us about Christy's story? Yeah, I would love
0: to, Um, so my husband and I, he was in the Air Force, he was a commander of a squadron in the Air Force in Northern California at the time, and we had um, a a little boy, Preston, and when he was six months old, I got pregnant, and I had a very healthy pregnancy. Um, It was very enjoyable. I didn't know what I was having like I did with the first. It drove my mom crazy, but we were excited for the surprise, and um, I delivered this healthy, beautiful girl uh, who we named Michaela, and her nickname is Mickey. And everything was going amazing. I mean, she was healthy. She was cooing, She slept through the night. We had our routine down. And at three months old, all of a sudden, she became really irritable one week. And so I thought maybe, you know, maybe she just was constipated or... Um, you know, I, babies do weird things, so I didn't really know, but this happened day after day for about 3 days and I was getting to the point where I'm like something's not right. And um it was Friday and I told Gabe, okay, my husband Gabe, I'm going to call the doctor and get her in on Monday to the pediatrician. Just I just feel like something's off. I couldn't console her. And it was just so different than the little baby girl that I was experiencing just, you know, the, the past few months prior. Right. And I remember having to put her in the carrier to just keep her from crying. And in the middle of the night, we had this routine where she would sleep. She would wake up to, be, to, to eat in the middle of the night. My husband would get her. I'd breastfeed her. He'd burp her and change her on the bed. And then I'd breastfeed her. He'd burp her and put her to bed. And when she he laid her down to change her diaper, her eyes rolled back into her head, her wow. arms went out like a cross, and her body stiffened as she had a forty five second seizure wow. and i 'll tell you it it 's still hard for me to not get emotional about it because it just time I talk about it, it brings me right back to that moment but We, as a society, are not used to seeing a baby seizing. It's not something that's shown. I don't think that most people think of epilepsy and think of an infant or a three-month-old. I mean, she was so tiny, and her little body was seizing for 45 seconds. And my husband and I hadn't ever been affected by epilepsy or knew anybody with epilepsy. And so I looked at him, and he said, I think that's a seizure. And Michaela would go on to have eight more seizures over the course of the next 72 hours where we would be ambulanced from one hospital to the next because the first hospital um, wasn't in a place to handle it. She was pumped and prod and uh, spinal taps and medication, and it was... Really all a blur. It was the time of our lives where we were supposed to be enjoying our little baby, and the next thing I know, uh, Gabe and I would be taken into a sterile white room. Uh, I knew it wasn't good by the looks on the doctors and the medical professionals' faces, and they told us that our daughter was diagnosed with infantile spasms. And infantile spasms is one of the most catastrophic forms of childhood epilepsy. Wow. It is absolutely devastating to the developing brain of a child. There, it, it's recognized by what's called a hypsychrhythmia, which is an abnormal brain wave. And it's much, the only way I can really describe it is, I think if, if you were meditating in the desert and all of a sudden, you know, a, a gun shot off in your head, but that just happened continually over and over. And so the children become very irritable, which was the sign, the first sign, um, Unfortunately, for most people who have epilepsy, that have infantile spasms, it's very, very subtle, and they, didn't, they don't have the tonic-clonic type of seizure that Michaela had so in bed when we were changing our diaper, that that was the immediately recognition that we needed to do something and take action. Many times, this is misdiagnosed as colic or acid reflux because of that irritability, and it's not until the seizures get very um, much more pronounced over time that the parents may take action. Um, now, due to awareness, we're seeing more families take action, but a, a pediatrician will only see a case of infantile spasms twice in their career. So wow. it's many times misdiagnosed, which is devastating. That's incredible. That it needs to be, needs to be yeah, recognized and handled immediately.
2: Yes. It, is, it, it does have to be incredible. I'm Amy Cabell and this is The Cure. We will continue talking to Chris Grease after the short break. Please stay with us and call us 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure.
0: Life can bring many difficult situations. Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. The issue is not stay there, but to overcome all obstacles and show that with the love of God, your husband, and your family, you can succeed. Love is the answer. God is the cure reveals Amy Cabo's life. A warrior who didn't give up and achieved the dream of her life. You can get to know more about her and her story on GodisTheCure.com or buying her book on Amazon.com.
2: the door on your way to the sky
0: you look pretty good down here but you ain't really good we never learned we've been before why are we always stuck and running on the bullets the bullets
2: And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back to the show. For those that are just tuning in, I'm Amy Cabo and this is The Cure. We are live on your radio and social media. Look for Amy's Purpose.
1: Later the show will be available as a podcast. Search for The Cure on any podcast channel or download our app, The Cure. We would love to have your feedback on our show, so please visit amyspurpose.com and fill out the survey about the show. Thank you.
2: That was Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. You can't bribe your way to the sky. You either trust God or not. Sometimes we get stuck constantly running from the bullets, whether it's drugs, alcohol, or something else. But haven't we been here before? Yet still, everything turns out okay. And how often must it be okay for us to trust God? We are talking to Christy Grease about faith within the most difficult times. Christy, you were telling us about your Michaela's story, which by the way, I love that name. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm sorry that we have these short breaks, but you, you are telling us about her, if you want to continue.
0: Yes. So we get this diagnosis that Mickey has infantile spasms, and it's catastrophic because a third of kids, there is, they become drug-resistant to the two forms of, there's two guides, the guidelines that, um, that have two different anti-seizure medications as um, recommended for infantile spasms. And we watched our daughter um, from three months to 11 months old fail eight anti seizure medications, one after the other after the other.
2: That must have been so scary for you.
0: It was
2: just. Because also, I I just want to make this clear seizures are not exactly convulsive, they can be a stare, like a a stare into the. Like they can stare slowly or, Or you know. Or roll eye their eyes. Yes. Exactly.
0: These are spasms. They're small. They come in clusters, and they can they can be an eye opening. Mickey had a head drops. Uh, her arms would come up, like um and and so. They, but they progressed and they got worse over time. So we're now eleven months old, and Mickey fails her eighth anti seizure medication. And I said to the doctor, "What's next?" And he just kind of shrugged and said, "Well, we could look into brain surgery." And at that point, I knew that we had exhausted all our resources of the hospital. And I, I dropped the phone. I was crying. And there was a man working on some furniture at my house that day. Um, he was. We had just done a military move, and um, he. it's very hard to find somebody to restore your furniture. And this gentleman probably thought I was losing my mind because I'm walking the house crying. And he said, come here, darling. Tell me your story. And so I shared with him how devastated I was. And he said, honey, somebody's going to introduce you to somebody who's going to help save your daughter. And I, I didn't think anything of it. I wow. just, he just comforted me for the moment. And that day I was driving and my best friend from USC in Southern California, where I went to college called me and he said, my niece just had brain surgery at chalk children's hospital in Orange County. Will you talk to my cousin? I said absolutely, so I got on the phone with this cousin and it was the mother of this beautiful girl, Marina, and she shared how her daughter had epilepsy and had gone to the best institutions in the country and was turning blue in the middle of the night from seizures and that people, just uh-huh. nobody was helping them and they got to this hospital, a level 4 epilepsy center which I didn't know even existed, that's a hospital that's fully comprehensive and can handle all the modalities of treating epilepsy. Brain surgery, deep brain stimulation, anti-seizure medications, and the ketogenic diet. And essentially, through her, um, as this gentleman said, somebody's gonna introduce you to somebody, she introduced me to Dr. Mary Zupont, a pediatric epileptologist, which is a neurologist that then has gone on and had higher levels of training and can read the EEGs and the MRIs. And and specializes
2: and epilepsy
0: exactly and so we got to her and it was the first time that I had a medical professional stand in front of me and validate all the really the maternal instinct that I had that I needed to save my daughter I stood in front of a lot of doctors that were um, just not affirmative that this was an ur- urgent and I felt that inside and this doctor said your daughter needs to be here in here immediately
2: Wow and how and old was she time I
0: had been how old was she? Prayer over it.
2: How old was she at this point?
0: This she's eleven months old. Wow. Yeah, so she's still a little a little girl. And we drive down there a week later we get an appointment, which isn't always easy to happen. I had been praying, deeply praying, um, this whole time. I just kept asking God, give me a miracle. Please, I, I knew that this was we were on the track, and I felt like my daughter was going to die. And so I said, God, just please give me a miracle. Please give me a miracle. And I'd never really prayed um, that deeply ever before in my life. I think when my father was passing, you know, I, had, I never really had gone to prayer or God prior to this experience every single day. It was crisis, and I was, you know, begging him for, to save my daughter. And as we drive down to Southern California, we get a call from the first hospital, and they say the MRI is normal. Now, Mickey's failed eight anti-seizure medications. If you fail two, you have a 90% chance of failing all medications that you try after that. And so I'm devastated. I go, and my husband said, just, Christy, let's just get in there. And when we get in there, it was 360 degree care we had geneticists and hospitalists and nurse practitioners and they did a full workup that i didn't experience the first hospital
2: and this doctor
0: dr Zupontz, comes in and she says that mri is not normal there's a malformation over the your left hemisphere of your daughter's brain she may be eligible for brain surgery and the miracle did happen the day before mickey's first birthday a surgeon removed her parietal, her occipital, and her temporal lobe from the left hemisphere of her brain where her seizures were coming from to stop her epilepsy and start her on the path of healing and um, really rehabilitation from, from the disease and all the trauma that she had experienced to that point.
2: Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean... And she was still okay after that? Was she able to take the medication? Did she react normally to it?
0: So she ended up, she's still on anti-seizure medications today. Essentially what happened is we brought her home. And what we do as an organization is get children urgently to level four epilepsy centers because the amazing thing is a child's brain is very, there's a lot of neuroplasticity. So if you can intervene and, and remove a, a part of the brain where the seizures are coming from, the other hemisphere, so Mickey's right hemisphere, took over for the missing left brain function. Now, she didn't have any use of the right side of her body out of surgery, but uh, occupational therapy and physical therapy and um, swim therapy and music therapy, she has totally rehabilitated that right side. And Mickey, you know, they said she would never walk or talk. She's in dance classes. She's in swim lessons. She's in vocal performance. This she is does. An amazing miracle because of early intervention. And really, you know, this, she is a, a child of God who is here to um, be a miracle not only for um, her own life but for other people.
2: Amazing. And, you know, she does more than regular kids do. (laughs) Exactly. That's so (laughs) nice. She's very
0: sassy and determined, which has been very helpful in her um, rehabilitation and her ability to grow. Yes. I'm Amy Cavo. This
2: is The Cure. We'll be right back after a short break, and we'll continue talking about how to recognize epilepsy and how to address it. be right back with Amy Cavill and the cure there's a time that I remember when I did not know no pain when I believed in forever and everything will stay the same now my heart feel like December when somebody say your name cause I can't reach out to call you but I know I will one day yeah Everybody hurts sometimes, everybody hurts someday. Hey, hey. But everything gonna be alright. and say hey. hey. And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and the Cure. Welcome to the Cure with Amy Cabo and Boris. Listen to us live on your radio every Saturday at 1 p.m. through our app The Cure or our website, AmySPurpose.com.
1: Now that Amy said Boris, I guess I need to talk too. So later the show will be available as a podcast. Search for The Cure on any podcast channel. And also we would really love to have your feedback on our show. Please visit amyspurpose.com and fill out the survey. Thank you.
2: That was Memories by Maroon 5. Life can be so magical when we are kids. When we don't know pain and believe in forever. Christy made that possible for her daughter, for she always believed in her heart everything would be alright, despite the pain and tribulations, with God's help. Christy, the story that you give of Michaela is an amazing story, and it must have been a very difficult time for you, but I'm glad you you got close to God as a result, because you were able to experience this miracle. And sometimes miracles really help. But I know that um, you said that epilepsy is a progressive disease, and it's imperative. Early treatment is imperative. Right, Boris? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, epilepsy is a continuing disease that actually doesn't have a cure in many cases unless you get a surgery like that. (laughs) But um, yes, it needs to be treated as soon as possible. Christy, so you were saying, you know what, uh, before, I'm a doctor, but I've never heard of, um, can you call it, (laughs) (laughs) Epileptopathy, so maybe that's part of the problem.
2: (laughs) Well, what I, what I was trying to get from Boris is that every time there's a seizure, it kills brain cells, and it continues kill to kill. It, it can kill brain cells, and yes. and it and like you That's said, something people. Something I
0: was always constantly worried about was: mm-hmm. does this right. seizure, did this spasm, is this causing her brain damage? I, you know, I didn't know. Um, and in a child, the brain is developing, so seizures, and particularly infantile spasms can be absolutely catastrophic to that development and teaches the brain to wire incorrectly. So these children, if it is not stopped, I mean, they're on feeding tubes, they're in wheelchairs, it is very devastating. And it's, you know, there's worse things than death. Some of the the things that I see these families going through is not okay. And there's a 90% divorce rate of parents with children with neurological diseases. The stress and the strain on um you emotionally physically mentally is is just beyond uh, recognition and it's really something that needs to be addressed in our country um, these children you're you are really worried about um what it is doing to their brain and with michaela we found out that she actually had a rare disease she had a microdeletion on chromosome 17 a rare disease called coolant debris syndrome and 65 to 70% of kids with that microdeletion have epilepsy. Wow. So that was the cause. And that rare disease comes with global developmental delays. So we knew when we found that diagnosis out that we would be dealing with her um, development, and we didn't know what her cognitive abilities would be. Um, but we were just so grateful to stop the seizures at you know, the day before her first birthday, so almost a year old. And,
2: and, um, they, and you, they, you said they, these they seizures mimic colicky. What telltale sign could a, a mother that may not know, could she see that she will know this is not colicky, this is more than colicky because it's yeah. progressive. We want them to be able to recognize it and take care of it right away. And a lot of people exactly. didn't even know about a phase four. So the, first,
0: the first sign is something's off. Uh, they, they There's a, a thing called stop. So a stop mnemonic. So with infantile spasms, S is the S and stop is for something's off. So you just maternally, paternally know something is wrong with your child and something is different and wrong. I knew that inside. Um, key is for take a video. So it's really important that you you videotape this. Um, while you're videotaping, you're also Calculating and, and counting how long the seizure took place. So if whether it's infantile spasms, which comes in clusters, or it's a seizure,
2: by taking a video, you have something to show your doctor. So made, the, basically, uh, it's stiffening of the body, staring off, things like that, it, right? It Mickey,
0: it was her head, She had head drops. So if you go to mickeysmiracles.org, M-I-C-K-I-E-S miracles.org you'll see a few videos that they're very subtle so her her head just did these little drops um in a group of clusters
2: her arms
0: went up um like in a a t-shape went up um repetitively and this happens in a a group of seizures and then um and then it'll happen later on So they call them clusters so they may not
2: look like your typical seizure either
0: No. Wow. Very subtle. And, you know, infants are, I don't know, I mean, I've been around a lot of infants and they make weird movements. So (laughs) it's beyond that, though. It's repetitive. It many times happens when they wake up from sleep or after they've eaten because the brain, and Boris and Dr. Boris can speak more um, intelligently about this, but. (laughs) It, the brain is i in in my um in my uh, dr google uh ex- explanation <laughs> of it oh you're pretty the brain intelligent at Thank that, you. <laughs> at those times um are is not a, as alert and so the seizures can kind of break through
1: right is that correct
0: doctor <laughs> absolutely
1: you sounded totally, totally correct and I just wanted to ask what to do if uh, i mean wanted to say what to do in case that somebody sees a person with a seizure just please uh Roll the person on his or her side to prevent choking. Gently, yes. or Do not fluids. stick
2: anything in the mouth.
1: Please don't. <laughs> Nothing in the mouth. <laughs> <But try laughs> something put head. Cushion, like right. put Pillow,
2: something. Pillow. Pillows head so that they don't handle. hurt themselves.
0: And most importantly, comfort them. They're going to come out of the mm-hmm. seizure. Can you imagine uh, what it would be like walking in this world and never knowing that you, when this could happen? I mean, people are burned, they fall through glass tables. Um, they can fall onto the railroad tracks, they can, you know, um, it's such a vulnerable feeling not yes. knowing when it's going to happen. If you knew that you're going to have a seizure at Tuesday at 8 o'clock, then yeah. that'd be one thing, but we don't. Yeah. We and don't. so,
1: um,
0: to comfort that person and just say, okay, you just had a seizure, talk gently, you're okay, you're safe, um, and, and talk calmly um, to the person until they come to um, is the best way to um, really bring them comfort.
2: When they come to, do they know something happened or they just don't know what's going on? They just wake up?
0: Everybody's different. Sometimes people who have epilepsy have what's called an aura. So they have a sensation that a seizure is coming on, um, which is helpful so they can get in a position to be ready for that to happen. Um, And and that's why many people with epilepsy have seizure alert dogs that that can tell them and give them a sign that a seizure is coming about.
1: But every also, this is different. one of those support animals that actually work, by the way, yes. That's exactly. a me- medical, <laughs> dog <laughs> medical dog. <Yeah. laughs>
0: and with infantile spasms, the, the O in the stop mnemonic is for order and EEG. So um, an EEG is the way you determine if a child with infantile spasms has arrhythmia, which is wow. the, what I discussed earlier, And um, and then you're going to want to get that child in to see a
1: pediatric epileptologist so a neurologist or in the beginning a neurologist i guess because they're a bit rare maybe but you can start with a neurologist i guess first
0: or they can contact us at nickysmiracles.org and we will help them get to the highest and best level of care possible because i i would much rather if it were your child or my child we would rather start with that highest level of care and yes. get the, the right diagnosis and then if it is something that's um less catastrophic then they can always refer them to a general neurologist for treatment but um in my experience watching children over and over coming to us that are misdiagnosed or don't get the correct diagnosis till years down the line when devastation has happened to the brain or the epilepsy is morphed into a worse form of epilepsy is just not acceptable
2: Right, and it's it's a wonderful thing that we have people like you that that can help people that have epilepsy because I don't know of anyone that has epilepsy, but maybe people who have epilepsy out there don't know that there's these resources and people that are willing to help. For example, I wanted to talk about your foundation. I wanted to, yes. I mean, and but we're going to go into a short break. When we come back, I wanted to talk about... Maybe your vision for Mickey's Miracles and the pediatric he- health care in our country to see how we can work together and try to help those that are dealing with this disease that I didn't even know had a stigma. But you're right. No, it it is scary to look at somebody that's having a seizure, especially if you don't know what it is. And um, it, it's great that we're bringing more awareness to to this this condition that people deal with, that there is no cure for. for. And it's something that we all can get together and help one another. I love the idea. It's a great idea.
0: (laughs) Well, I commend you for giving us this platform to to raise awareness.
2: Of course. Well, we will be right back. We'll talk to Christy Grace about epilepsy and having faith. I'm Amy Cabo, and this is The Cure. right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. We will continue with amy cabo and the cure we're back thanks for being with us i'm amy cabo and this is the cure you can listen to us live every saturday at 1 p.m eastern on your radio on our app the cure and on social media
1: oh that's me all shows are available also as a video podcast through itunes and just look for the cure We would love to have your feedback on our show. Please visit amyspurpose.com and fill out the survey. Thank you.
2: That was Dance Monkey by Tones and I. Ooh, God sees us every time, and he likes our style. Sometimes we do make him want to cry, and now he begs us to see us dance just one more time. Jesus did say, be courageous and of good cheer. That is, trust me, and know that I got this and everything else. I can imagine God being cool like that, trying to cheer us up. We're joined by Christy Grace, the founder of Mickey's Miracles, Fighting Epilepsy. So, Christy, I know that even though you went through all those hard times and all those miracles, I'm sure there was God cheering you up left and right, just like that person that came to you. And told you the good news before you actually received the good news. And so, I don't know about you, but music does it for me. But let's talk about your vision, Christy. You have a vision for Mickey's Miracle and the pediatric health care in our country. I know that there are many states that have special programs to guarantee um, child care, even with people who don't have medical insurance. What support? do you need to see that vision take shape?
0: Well, unfortunately, because of the lack of awareness, my experience when I do speak to legislators is just shock that, that we are really behind the times with taking care of people and children living with epilepsy. We're blessed that the California State Legislature dedicated Mickey's birthday as California Pediatric Epilepsy Day. And last year, and that's October 26th. And so, in our conversations with
2: state and Senate, the Senate and um, wow. Family Health Committee in California. That's incredible. Yes, You're doing so much. They were <laughs> Thank
0: you. That's
2: great. Because they were
0: shocked when we told them the barriers to care these families have. one wow.
2: so what California are the barriers?
0: In um, particular, there is law guidelines that say a child who's on medical assistance in california must be on three anti-seizure medications to receive coverage wow so when we take a child like that and we get them to a pediatric epileptologist who correctly diagnoses them they get them down to one or maybe no anti-seizure medications and in seizure freedom that family then loses their medical coverage and it takes for them to go through appeals process to get it back. So this makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, like um, and, and
1: like many other things in our medicine, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's and from then Europe.
0: You have, yeah. Well, it's true, and I totally agree with you, uh, Boris. And and in addition, you have insurance companies. In my opinion, practicing medicine without a license, they're telling right. these doctors <laughs> what they to have do? to prescribe. Right. A certain anti-seizure medication that isn't even on the guidelines um, for that particular disease. So they have to fail that drug first before they can get onto a, uh,
2: the, the proper medicine. Wow. So that's not acceptable. No, it's not because in the meantime, brain cells are dying. Care.
0: Exactly. And so wow. if we can get legislators to listen and they've offered us to come and have an informational hearing in california we'd like to come to nevada and um and and, and speak with them and start bringing awareness to that legislature i'm actually here in dallas we plan on doing that there and then if we could do that across the country um, there are, there is um, some noise and some great things that have happened um, across the country here in Texas. They've um, created a law, Sam's Law, that makes schools, um, th- that, that have anybody in the school with, with epilepsy, they need to teach seizure,
2: Awareness. Um,
0: basically, a seizure awareness and how you um, emergency response. So, how nice. does the school and everybody of administration handle a child when they do have an epileptic seizure? So, what we need is awareness. Um, we need platforms like this to share this. And when people hear how devastating epilepsy is and how it affects so many people, um, and that if you have five tonic, chronic seizures in one year, you have a 15 fold chance of dying in your sleep, of SUDEP, and an wow. unexpected death and epilepsy. So when people find and hear these statistics, they're shocked, and so the awareness, I believe, will lend itself to seeing um, laws change. In addition, I think it'll uh, have money coming into funding um, for research, and when we can do that, then we can find a cure to save, to save lives.
2: That will be wonderful. Thank God for Michaela because look at the wonderful mother she has. So, Thank
0: you. I appreciate that, Amy.
2: So, you know, God has his purpose and his plans, and you're a great part of it. So, what's next for you and Mickey's miracles?
0: Well, that's a great question. Well, next week we are having our inaugural gala and celebrity poker tournament. In Newport Beach, California, and this is going to be an amazing event that we've been preparing for nine months. So after that, I, uh, my pastor, Pastor Robert Morris, just wrote a book called "Take the Day Off." I highly recommend it. I love and it. He really <laughs> talks about sabbatical and how important it is to just rest and have a conversation with the big man upstairs. So that's what I intend to do. Uh, I would like to take some time this this winter just to be in silence and really ask God what he wants me to do because we have a lot of things that we can do and opportunities from podcasts to writing books. Uh, I would like to see us, like I said, bring this awareness through California, Texas, and Nevada state legislatures in 2020. We are working on a documentary where we share the story of five families um, in the different stages of pediatric epilepsy and we're looking for support to um, allow that documentary to come full to life and to premiere that documentary next year.
2: Nice. And I'd
0: like to expand our reach, we're helping babies now through the organization I started called Mickey's Miracles. We help babies all over the world access level four hospitals across the United States. And so I've been invited to meet more um, heads of these centers, these level four centers across the country so that we could know the process for each children's hospital. And when we do have a child in that state that has epilepsy and reaches out to us, we'll be able to urgently get them into that center. So I have a lot of visions to do a lot of the things, um, but I'd like to see kind of what God wants to have and has planned for us. I'm also the mother of three beautiful babies and a wife, so I want to make sure that I give all the attention that I can to them. And to, I think that's the most important job for me is to raise three loving and, um, and kind children. So I, this work is really taking some time away from them, and I want to make sure that I find that right balance.
2: Nice. I mean, you'd be so amazed of the abilities that we have once we leave ourselves open to God's plan, and you're, you're evident of that. Thank you so much, Christy, for being with us. Your work is so very important. And please, and it, for those listeners, let us know how we can help the cause.
0: Please let everybody know that if they go to org and reach out to us, we're happy to support anybody that has epilepsy. And in addition, for anybody who'd like to contribute it, everything would be going directly to our families in need. So we'd be very much
1: appreciated.
2: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to our audio engineer, Jasper, for being with us today. And again, for more information on Christy Grace and her work, please go to mickeysmiracles.org. That's M-I-C-K-I-E-S, org. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will comfort me in my suffering, lend skill to the hands of my healers, and bless the means used for my cure. Give me such confidence in the power of your grace, that even when I'm afraid, I may put my whole trust in you, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And this is a prayer for a friend that is in pain or sick. Lord, your word speaks promises of healing and restoration, and I thank you for the miracles you still perform today. Today, I claim those promises over my friend. I believe in the healing power of faith and prayer and I ask to begin your mighty work in the life of my friend. Please reach down and surround my friend with supernatural peace and strength and give her the faith to believe that all things are possible through you. Protect her from Satan's lies and discouragement and let her miraculous healing begin. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Christy, for being with us.
2: This is Amy Cavell. You have been listening to The
1: Cure. Okay, so, um, what are we going to be having for the next show? Amy, what is going to be the next show? Next show, we're going to have four special Millennials that we are going to share their stories with you. And it's a very interesting information because there are so many misconceptions about Millennials.
2: It's about the misconceptions of Millennials because I happen to know good ones.
1: Yes, and <laughs> we're going to show them on the show?
2: Yes, I think they're willing to be on, on, on what is it? Camera. Camera, <laughs> live TV, something or the other. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Much love.
1: Okay. Please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, our app, The Cure, or our website, Amy'sPurpose.com. We would love to have your feedback on our show. And keep on repeating that. But it's very important for us to hear what do you guys think about the show and who is actually listening to the show so we can address any concerns or anything that is happening that we would love to have your feedback.
2: Suggestions would be great.
1: Yes. It's kind of a long survey, seven pages, but we'd really appreciate if you guys fill out the survey. It's on amyspurpose.com under the radio tab and look for the survey. Please. Thank you.
2: This is The Cure. Until next week, much love.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love Is the Answer, God Is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.
2: She's so cute. I know. <laughs>